This is On Minnesota History, a podcast based on the work of Kurt Brown, whose column, On Minnesota History, appears each Sunday in the Minneapolis Star Tribune newspaper. I'm your host, Jennifer Johnson. The 50th anniversary of the Chicago Democratic National Convention was really a, a, a pivotal moment in U.S. history. I think back to the 2008 Republican Convention in St. Paul, which I covered, and uh, my assignment was to cover the protests that year when John McCain was nominated and picked Sarah Palin. But St. Paul didn't look like the town we know in the capital of Minnesota. There were huge fences. It looked like a war zone. Thousands of officers dressed in their riot gear. And all that, I think, is a legacy that goes back 40 years before that and 50 years from today when Democrats gathered in Chicago. I think it's always best to tell history through one person's eyes. I think that makes it uh, more palpable uh, for students of history today to look back through one person's eyes. And in this case, an Edina attorney named Ed Schwartzbauer. He was 37 at the time of 1968 in those tumultuous political times, and he was against the war like many uh, people and started a group called uh, Lawyers for McCarthy. Gene McCarthy, of course, was the peace candidate. At the time that he was named a delegate to go to Chicago in March of 1968, um, the, the political landscape was quite different than it would be by summertime in Chicago. Um, remember, LBJ was president, and a week after Schwartzbauer was named a delegate, LBJ announced to the nation on TV that he would not seek re-election. With American sons in the field far away, with America's future under challenge right here at home, with our hopes and the world's hopes for peace and the balance Every day, I do not believe that I should devote an hour or a day of my time to any personal partisan causes or to any duties other than the awesome duties of this office, the presidency of your country. Accordingly, I shall not seek and I will not accept the nomination of my party for another term as your president. Well, that created a big void that was probably going to be filled by Bobby Kennedy, uh, the younger president uh, of President Kennedy's younger brother, of course, and former attorney general. My thanks to all of you, and now it's on to Chicago, and let's win there. But when he was assassinated in June, that left a wide-open Democratic uh, situation. We no longer had Kennedy, we no longer had LBJ, but we did have two Minnesotans who would then square off. Uh, Hubert Humphrey, of course, had been LBJ's vice president, so he quickly uh, moved up to the front-runner contender for the Democratic National Convention. But a Minnesota congressman, Eugene McCarthy, uh, who was born in Watkins, Minnesota, only about 35 miles away from where Hubert Humphrey lived in Waverly. Uh, the two were peers. They had both joined Congress together, Humphrey in the Senate in 1948 and McCarthy in the House. 
back again to the story of Ed Schwartzbauer. At the time, he was making kind of a protest vote. LBJ was still president, so he said, I'm going to back McCarthy because he stands for peace when LBJ, of course, was blamed for accelerating and enhancing our involvement in the Vietnam War. But when he stepped out, that that left McCarthy in the in the in the pack of young people who were known as Clean for Gene, working at a grassroots level to get their peace candidate the nomination. I found that the students were genuinely concerned about the substance of Vietnam, but also concerned about political processes. And there were demonstrations, as you know, and talked about uh, non-politics and of no votes and demonstrations. And uh, that uh, I sensed that most of them really wanted to do something more or less within the system if they were given a chance. Of course, they failed, and Hubert Humphrey was nominated in a clash of Minnesotans in Chicago. I base my entire candidacy on the belief which comes from the very depths of my soul which comes from basic religious conviction that the American people will stand up, that they will stand up for justice and fair play, and that they will respond to the call of one citizenship, one citizenship open to all for all Americans. But the real clash, of course, was outside. The Chicago police are now in the aisles here with billy clubs clearing people out. They're not using them on people, they're carrying them, and they're dragging... Mayor Daly of Chicago, Richard J. Daly, had ordered up 24,000 police officers, state patrol, and army troops to protect the city from what was really a few thousand peace activists, nonviolent protesters, by the, for the most part. But that show of force in Chicago, of course, led to days of riots in late August of 1968, 50 years ago. Colorado, Mr. Chairman, Colorado rises to a point of information. Is there any rule under which Mayor Daley can be compelled to suspend the police state terror perpetrated this minute on kids in front of the Conrad Hilton? You know, I asked Ed Schwartzbauer 50 years later, you know, what, looking back, how, how he thinks that McCarthy movement and his involvement might have changed history. And at first he said, well, I don't know if we changed anything at all. But the more he thought about it, he talked about how before 1968, um, the, per, the prevailing opinion in America was it was our country, it was my country, right or wrong, and you stood by your country. Uh, with Schwarzbauer and the thousands of young people protesting the war in Vietnam, he says now we look at a public that questions our foreign policy at a national level and really analyzes it. Ed Schwarzbauer points to Bernie Sanders' grassroots campaign and others like it as a legacy from the McCarthy efforts back in 1968. This was the Pied Piper leading the young people over the edge of the riverbank, we assume. And the word was that neither the Piper nor the children were ever heard from again. Well, there are two or three things wrong with it, I think. First place, the Pied Piper didn't lead the children over the riverbank. He led the rats over it. On Minnesota History is a podcast based on the work of Kurt Brown, whose column, On Minnesota History, appears each Sunday in the Minneapolis Star Tribune newspaper. 
And it was only because the town had been so badly managed the politicians were at fault and then didn't honor their commitments after he had done that. So what he did with the children was not to lead them to destruction, but into a cave. And it was not to punish them, but to punish the townspeople whom he felt didn't really deserve them. So that's about where we are. I think the Pied Piper will be heard from again, and I think...